Greetings, Enno. Hope you're enjoying your Tuesday in San Francisco. With a high of 54 degrees and a few clouds this morning, it sounds like a perfect day to catch up on the news. Clear skies are ahead for your evening, too. And speaking of catching up, here's what's on the docket today. Researchers at MIT have just taken a big leap forward with their latest project. They've developed a deep learning model aimed at boosting efficiency in robotic warehouses. Think hundreds of robots zipping around fulfilling orders. Inspired by how we manage traffic congestion, this model could revolutionize not just warehouses, but potentially influence everything from computer chip design to large-scale construction projects. And guess what? Amazon is backing this innovative approach. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. Welcome to The Daily Pulse from PocketPod News. Moving on, the Federal Aviation Administration has given SpaceX the green light. Well, sort of. They've completed their review of SpaceX's Starship second launch investigation and are now waiting for SpaceX to implement some crucial corrective actions before another launch can take place. Plus, the Supreme Court is weighing in on two state laws that could change how social media platforms moderate content. These laws challenge the removal policies surrounding political candidates and user viewpoints. It's a pivotal moment that could have far-reaching consequences for internet regulation and freedom of speech online. With technology pushing boundaries and legislation attempting to keep pace, it's clear we're navigating through an era of unprecedented change. Stick around, we'll dive deep into these stories and more to help you stay informed. Stay with us for all the news you need to start your day right here on The Daily Pulse. This message is brought to you by PocketPod. Say goodbye to one-size-fits-all podcasts and hello to a fully personalized listening experience with AI-crafted podcast made just for you. Head over to PocketPod.app to join the waitlist. Imagine managing a bustling city where every citizen is a robot with its own destination. That's not science fiction. It's the reality in large robotic warehouses where hundreds of robots zip around fulfilling orders. But there's a catch. Avoiding traffic jams isn't easy when you have up to 800 robots in motion. Now imagine if you could apply the same principles that ease urban traffic congestion to these robotic fleets. That's exactly what researchers at MIT have done. Using deep learning to streamline robot movement and drastically cut down on those pesky bottlenecks. The results, a smoother operation that doesn't just make life easier for the robots, but could revolutionize industries from e-commerce to automotive manufacturing. And it seems this is just the beginning. To delve deeper into this fascinating development, we're joined by PocketPod news technology analyst Katrina Shelton. Katrina, how exactly does this deep learning model work and why is it such a game changer? Well, Jonathan, the deep learning model developed by MIT researchers is quite groundbreaking. It essentially functions by predicting areas within a warehouse where congestion is likely to occur and then dynamically managing the movement of up to 800 robots to alleviate this congestion. This is akin to having an advanced traffic light system that not only knows where each car is, but also predicts where traffic jams will happen next in a city center. By dividing the robots into smaller, more manageable groups, this system can coordinate their paths much more efficiently than traditional methods. The brilliance of this approach lies in its use of deep learning techniques inspired by urban traffic management solutions. That sounds incredibly complex. How do these researchers manage to apply such sophisticated AI tools to something as chaotic as a warehouse full of robots? 
Um, indeed, it's a complex challenge, but Kathy Wu and Zhangxia Yan, the key contributors from MIT, have leveraged their expertise in AI and deep learning um, to develop a model that encodes detailed information about the warehouse environment. Um, this model goes beyond simply directing traffic. It understands and predicts interactions between individual robots and identifies actionable areas of congestion. Uh, through this predictive capability, the system can preemptively adjust robot paths and reduce bottlenecks significantly faster than before, nearly four times faster, according to their findings. And what about the benefits? How does this improvement in decongestion translate into real-world advantages? The benefits are substantial. For one, operational efficiency sees a massive uptick because robots spend less time idling or navigating through congested areas. This means that tasks such as picking, packing, and shipping, which are critical in e-commerce and manufacturing, uh, are completed much more swiftly. Additionally, because the system solves problems up to 3.5 times faster, even after accounting for computational overheads, it's not just about getting robots from point A to B quicker, but doing so with significantly reduced computational resources. Moving beyond warehousing operations, could you elaborate on how this technology might be applied in other industries? Absolutely. Um, the adaptability of this deep learning approach opens doors for its application in various other fields that require um, complex spatial temporal planning. For instance, uh, computer chip design involves intricate layouts where efficient routing is paramount. Similarly, large-scale construction projects must coordinate numerous materials and machinery without delays or overlaps. The principles underlying the MIT researchers' work on robotic warehouses could very well streamline operations in these sectors, too. With such potential for broad application, what's next for these researchers? Are there any plans to make this technology more accessible? Yes, there's ongoing effort towards simplification, essentially translating um, the complex decision-making process of neural networks into simpler um, rule-based systems that are easier for humans to interpret and implement in various settings. While uh, neural models offer incredible efficiency and adaptability, they can be somewhat opaque or difficult for non-experts to manage directly. Simplifying these insights into clear rules could make adoption across industries much smoother. Before we wrap up, External validation seems crucial here. What's been said about this work outside of MIT? Uh, Andrea Lodi from Cornell Tech has praised the novel architecture, combining convolution and attention mechanisms for its exceptional results in both solution quality and speed, while generalizing well across unseen cases, a testament to both its effectiveness and versatility across different applications. Fascinating insights today on how AI is revolutionizing logistics operations and beyond. That was PocketPod News technology analyst Katrina Shelton. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Jonathan. It was great discussing these exciting developments with you. The journey to space is fraught with challenges and innovations, and SpaceX's Starship is at the forefront of tackling both. Exactly. The Federal Aviation Administration, or FAA, has just concluded its review of SpaceX's investigation into the second Starship launch that happened back in November. They've accepted the root causes identified by SpaceX and the 17 corrective actions proposed. But before SpaceX can proceed with future launches, they'll need to implement these actions and secure a modified launch license. This comes after the November test ended dramatically in an explosion despite achieving significant milestones. 
Explosive indeed, but it's all part of the process towards creating a fully reusable launch system for various missions. To dive deeper into what this means for SpaceX and the future of space travel, we're joined by PocketPod News Technology correspondent Alex Harmon. Alex, what can you tell us about these corrective actions and their impact on future launches? Absolutely, Steve. The Federal Aviation Administration's conclusion of SpaceX's investigation into the second Starship launch is a significant step forward. By approving the identified root causes and 17 corrective actions proposed by SpaceX, the FAA has essentially given SpaceX a roadmap to follow before they can proceed with future launches. These corrective actions cover a wide range of areas, from hardware redesigns to updated engine control algorithms, aiming to address specific issues like tank filtration, slosh reduction, and leak prevention. This comprehensive approach not only aims to enhance the overall robustness of the spacecraft, but also ensures that each aspect of the launch process is scrutinized and improved upon. That sounds incredibly detailed, Alex. Can you break down what specifically went wrong during that second flight test in November? Sure thing. The second Starship test launch in November was a mixed bag of significant achievements and setbacks. While SpaceX successfully activated all Raptor engines and achieved a hot-stage separation, issues arose leading to an explosion similar to what happened during their first test last April. The root cause was identified as a filter blockage in one of the Raptor engines, indicating how seemingly minor components can have major implications on rocket performance. With such intricate challenges, it sounds like there's a lot on SpaceX's plate. How does this mishap investigation process by the FAA play into ensuring these issues are thoroughly addressed? It's quite an essential process, Steve. Whenever catastrophic issues occur during rocket launches, the FAA steps in with its mishap investigations to ensure that company-led analyses are thorough and that all corrective actions are properly implemented. For instance, after SpaceX's first test last April, they were directed by the FAA to complete 63 corrective actions, a clear indication of how rigorous this process is. It's designed not just for accountability, but also for learning and improvement. Speaking of improvement, I'm curious about these design upgrades and future flight tests mentioned by Elon Musk. What can we expect moving forward? Elon Musk has been optimistic about applying lessons learned from past flights towards making necessary hardware changes for upcoming orbital flight tests, potentially as early as the second week of March. These improvements include several design upgrades aimed at making Starship a fully reusable launch system for various missions, including controlled splashdowns for boosters and long-distance flights landing in different parts of the world. This reflects SpaceX's commitment to overcoming obstacles through continuous learning and development. It seems like there's a lot at stake here, but also so much potential for innovation in space travel. Absolutely, Steve. This situation underscores both the challenges and opportunities within space exploration today, balancing technical achievements with rigorous regulatory oversight to ensure safety and innovation go hand in hand. Thanks for those insights, Alex. It's been enlightening hearing about SpaceX's journey towards achieving their ambitious goals for space travel. My pleasure, Steve. Always happy to share updates on these exciting advancements in technology and space exploration. That was PocketPod News Technology correspondent Alex Harmon. Thanks for joining us today. The Supreme Court is currently deliberating on something that could reshape the landscape of the Internet as we know it. 
That's right. They're looking into laws from Florida and Texas aimed at limiting how social media companies can moderate content, particularly focusing on political viewpoints. It's a crucial moment for free speech and platform regulation. And with justices showing deep concerns about the implications of these laws for all kinds of Internet platforms, it's clear this isn't just about social media giants. PocketPod News national political correspondent Don Gallup has been following the case closely. Don, what can we expect from the court? Indeed, Jonathan, the Supreme Court's deliberations on the Florida and Texas laws present a pivotal moment in the ongoing debate over free speech and regulation on social media platforms. The justices are grappling with complex questions that could reshape how content moderation is handled in the United States. Could you give us a bit of background on these cases? Absolutely. The core of these legal battles revolves around two state laws, Florida's Senate Bill 7272 and Texas's House Bill 20, both aimed at preventing social media companies from moderating content based on political viewpoints. These laws were enacted by Republican governors with the intention of addressing what they perceive as a bias against conservative views on major platforms like Twitter and Facebook. It sounds like these laws are trying to address concerns about free speech and censorship. That's correct, Jonathan. The controversy stems from accusations of anti-conservative bias by tech giants, leading to calls for more transparent and fair content moderation practices. However, these state laws have sparked significant debate about where the line should be drawn between protecting free speech and allowing private companies to moderate their platforms. What's been the judicial response so far? We've seen a divided judicial landscape. A federal appeals court mostly sided with tech companies in challenging Florida's law but supported Texas in its case. This division underscores the legal complexity surrounding Internet regulation and raises questions about consistency in applying First Amendment protections across different states. And how have the Supreme Court justices reacted during oral arguments? Justices across the ideological spectrum expressed skepticism about the broad reach of these laws. For example, Justice Sotomayor pointed out that they could affect not just social media giants, but also any online platform hosting user-generated content. Meanwhile, Justice Kavanaugh highlighted concerns over First Amendment rights against government suppression of speech, and Justice Gorsuch mentioned the role of Section 230 in protecting content moderation decisions. With such complexities, what outcomes might we expect from the Supreme Court? The court faces a difficult task. They could issue a ruling by June that directly addresses these issues or opt not to rule definitively, sending them back to lower courts for further consideration. This reflects broader challenges in adapting legal frameworks to contemporary technology landscapes, where many precedents are based on older technologies like cable TV rather than today's Internet platforms with massive user bases. So it seems like there's a lot at stake here for future Internet governance policies. Absolutely, Jonathan. The outcome of this case could significantly influence how free speech rights are balanced with platform responsibilities online. It highlights critical tensions between ensuring open discourse and enabling platforms to maintain community standards against harmful content, all within an outdated legal framework struggling to keep pace with technological advances. Don, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Jonathan. And that's The Daily Pulse for Tuesday, February 27th, 2024. I'm Jonathan Martin. And I'm Steve Onsker. Thank you for listening, Eno. We hope you have a good day and we will see you tomorrow. This podcast was created by PocketPod entirely with AI. If you'd like to learn more, head over to pocketpod.app.